that noise that I just made during the song is a noise I made the other night in the middle of the night when Lulu laid down right on my stomach. <laughs> I was on like, your stomach or uh, your your peen peen? On my stomach. I you know I had just got home from the hospital and uh, I was like, <laughs> so bad. And I was not feeling that bad all day. But we'll we'll get there. Welcome. This is uh, nerds. You might remember us from a month ago. Uh, it's it's play the clip. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been three weeks. Um, yeah, our ske- our release schedule is all out of fucking whack. Mostly because of my medical shit. Um, and you travel a lot, so it's it's tricky getting everybody together, getting the whole gang here. No, I'm just trying to drive this podcast straight into the wall. <laughs> You're like the paparazzi, and the podcast is Princess Diana's driver. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so yeah, uh, I'll just fucking go into why we haven't been here. I uh, I was in the hospital last week. I thought I had appendicitis. Turns out I have a disease for the rest of my life. I think so. Fucking great. My my whole life is my guts and my butts right now. So, um, but. Uh, if if it is a disease, well, I got diagnosed. My diagnosis uh, on the release form says that I was um, inflammatory bowel disease, which is most likely that's an umbrella term for like colitis and Crohn's. Um, so I probably have Crohn's disease, uh, which I had inflammation in my lower intestine, so lower GI, which is why they think Crohn's. But the doctor, when I was telling him about my butthole surgery, just because, you know, he's asking, you know, whatever, if I've got open wounds or sores or anything going on weird or bleeding. And I'm like, well, I mean, my butthole bleeds anytime I poop right now because I've got, I had surgery on my butthole. So I told him and he's like, oh, yeah, you had a fistula? Oh, you definitely have Crohn's. And I was like, what? I mean, I, I never heard that. And it's like the doctors didn't tell you that when you went to get the repair, you know, the surgeries. I'm like, no. No. Like, they didn't ask. I'm like, no. I, you know, I did some research online, and you can get a fistula without it, but that that is a symptom of Crohn's. And when I was younger, I used to get canker sores a lot. You get canker sores ever in your mouth? Um, no, not really. Like when you Isn't bite that like your a cheek? mild form of herpes. No, 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 no. When you bite your cheek, you don't get like a little white, like a little sore. No, uh, I guess sometimes every once in a while. I don't think about it. Yeah, huh. I get them like I used to get them a lot because well, I had braces and shit, and I would bite my cheeks all the time. I have big lips, so I would bite like on the inside of my lip and my cheeks a lot, and I would get canker sores, and I just didn't. I thought you know it was cause and effect, but I don't know. I guess that could have been a thing, and obviously having diarrhea is part of Crohn's, I guess. But uh, so yeah, apparently that's I was just hospitalized for four days because of inflammation in my lower intestine. It hurt really bad. Uh, what did it feel like? Well, so it felt like I was getting stabbed uh, in the stomach a lot. Like the fir- Tuesday when I woke up, I was like, "Oh God, I gotta go." So whatever's going on is not good. Like this isn't a normal feeling. So like, I could barely walk. Um, and the doctor thought it was my appendix too until they did uh the ultrasound and they saw that my appendix was fine but my intestine was inflamed so um they 
they let me, you know, they, what do they what do they call it? <laughs> when they bring you in the hospital, I can't fucking think. I'm so tired these days. They, they admitted you. Admitted well, me. You are so where this is going is actually you are uh you're you're coffee guy. Like literally yeah. like when we travel, your favorite thing is to go to a new coffee house. Yeah, and, and uh I'm off you coffee can't, now. Yeah, you can't have coffee anymore. I mean so the thing is, right now, just because I'm still within this time, I'm trying to limit what I'm eating. Like every night, I just have a turkey sandwich for dinner, uh, and like for lunch, I've been. I had Thai yesterday, but I didn't know spice because spicy food's a big uh, trigger for Crohn's. So, just in case it is that, I don't want to, you know, fuck up what's healing right now. You know, um, I'll probably have coffee. Like my friend Matt who is one of the baristas at one of the coffee shops I really like. Um, he drinks coffee every day and he has Crohn's, but he's like, I just medicate. I have, you know, daily medicine I take. And he's like, you know, the one thing I'm not giving up for that is fucking uh, coffee. He's vegan though, which is a, a lot of uh, people with Crohn's end up being vegan just cause it's really hard to eat everything. So. Yeah. So it's limits your diet a lot. Uh, but after, so like when when I was on like day three, it started to like calm down, uh, and it felt more like someone had punched me in my dick, but not like the immediate part of after your nuts get hit, like the just slow burn pain and feeling like you have to shit and vomit. And so there was this old guy in my ho- in my hospital room. I can't want to call it a hotel. Uh, I was sharing my hospital room with this super old guy. His name was. His name was Derek, but he called himself Rudy. And uh, the first night there, he woke up in the middle of the night, and I hear him call the nurses, and he's like, I had an accident. I peed in the bed. And he made them come in and change the sheets. I mean, he didn't make them. They did it. And then the next day, he was talking to me. He was just standing in front of my bed talking to me, and I was like, oh, my God, there's just a fucking naked old man talking to me. It was really weird and awkward. Like, it wasn't a flowing conversation. He would just stand there, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm just... You know, you can just go back to your bed whenever you want. And then he was like, oh, I got to go. And he ran in the bathroom and I heard him say, damn. And he came out and he called the nurse and he said, I had an accident. I pooped on the bathroom floor. (laughs) (laughs) He was from Brooklyn. He was 87, but he had the same birthday as me. Exactly 50 years older than me. It literally was just you. Yeah. Rudy. I'm a... Rudy, not so right in the booty. He uh, so what he had was a blockage in his uh bowel somewhere, but it was because his intestines got twisted. I I don't know how they fixed it. They didn't do surgery, but he he was good to leave. Thank God. I was like, please. And then so he shits on the floor, and he calls the nurse, and then he comes and stands in front of my bed again, and he's like, I pooped on the floor, and I'm like, I heard. He's like, there's an odor. You don't smell it? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking smell it, dude. It smells terrible in here. Like, what do you want me to say to you? I'm not going to fucking yell at you about it. And he was like, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, dude, I've shit my pants in front of the toilet. Don't fucking feel bad. And he's like, well, at least I wasn't wearing my pants. I'd have to, I got to have something to go home in today. And I'm like, yeah. And I offered him my shirt because they lost his shirt when he came in. But he didn't take it. They gave him like this weird muscle shirt. How did they lose his shirt? How did your how did your shirt get lost? Like this is in jail. I don't know. But I'll tell you, I was at Broward North, which uh, Broward Health North, which is um, 
I mean, it's a local thing, but it's for you more than anybody. Uh, on Sample and 95. And it was really nice. Like, everyone was really nice to me. The The building was really clean and nice. You know, like, Broward Health isn't a... I mean, when you go to Broward Medical Center in Fort Lauderdale, you might as well fucking die. You might as well just jump into the river. It's Their disgusting. specialty is, like, gunshot wounds. And- yeah. It's just terrible. But this place was great. Everybody was really nice. Oh, and the first night, lady, uh, the nurse, as she was leaving, was like, you don't have any, like, cuts or open sores or anything, right? I'm like, well, I mean, I've got a surgical cut that's healing on my butthole. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. She's like, I mean, I got to look at it. And I was like, fucking join the club, dude. <laughs> I just rolled over. And they let me wear my underwear. Like, uh, when I first was getting admitted, you know, when I was in the ER, the lady was like, you got to put a gown on, but you can keep your underwear on because it's just your stomach. And so... I was just like, girl, you and everybody else can come in here. At this point in my life, if someone, a stranger in the street, asked me to see my butthole, like, I'm going to show it to him because fuck it. You should have just told the lady that she has to pay the toll, you know, <laughs> one, t- one tongue dart. Yeah. You've got to pay the the trickster's prize. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I don't see anything. I don't even see a scar. I'm like, well, lady, you're not looking then because I know it's there. <laughs> Did you ask her to comb back the hair to find it? <laughs> well, I had my little, like I had my little gelled down nerd, uh, you know, nerd side part. The classic, my 12-year-old haircut. That was what my butthole hair looked like. Oh God! It was uh, <laughs> like alfalfa, like split down the middle. <laughs> yes, yes, um, dude. And while I was in there, I became obsessed with this fucking reality TV show. I was flipping through the channels because you know you don't fucking have anything to do in the hospital. Like I could have my switch, but I was falling asleep a lot. Like I was just you know my body was fucked because I had an infection in my stomach that was just going crazy. So my body was really tired just from healing. And so I was like, ah, I can't read. I had my Kindle, but I just couldn't focus. So I was just flipping through the channels and I saw like a person on a yacht and they were talking about how this girl kissed like one guy and another guy in the same night. And I was like, hmm. And so I became obsessed with Below Deck Mediterranean. <laughs> I watched the entire season. Oh my God. In a day. Why? So. The thing about reality TV that I hate, I hate reality TV usually. Like, it makes me want the entire human race to just cease existing. But the thing that I hate about it most is that you're usually just watching rich people do shit that you can never do. And it's like, why do I want to watch that? You know, they're fucking rich. I'm not going to be rich. There's no reason for me to watch people I'm jealous of. But uh, these are just people who work on charter yachts. So it's like the crew of yachts that people rent, basically. Um, and so it's like dumb drama. Like it's like, you know, like the one the the one chef was like this one charter came in and the guy said no onions on his preference sheet. And these are millionaire, like multi, multi millionaire people because they're renting yachts and at the end they're tipping like twenty thousand dollars. Uh and the the chef just kept making things with onions. He's like, onions are essential to making a good soup. It has to have it in there for the flavor. And so, like, that's the kind of drama it is. Like, the guy doesn't like the onions in his, you know, food. And, like, yeah, people are hooking up and stuff. But it's not like, you know, Kardashians where it's just, like, everyone's fucking and they're just rich. It's, like, these are just young people who are from all over the world. And they get to travel the world, which is really cool. So, you see a lot of cool stuff. And they just, you know, they're just trying to, like, make rich people happy and fuck each other, basically. Was it based in Fort Ordale? Because literally, like... Uh, 
dude. There's so many different yacht companies that do that. All of the people live in Fort Lauderdale. I've seen one of the guys. Like, I've seen him around. I saw him, and I'm like, I know that fucking guy. Not like know him, but I've seen him around. Um, And everybody lives in Fort Lauderdale because, yeah, they all go out from our marinas uh, in the big one in Fort Lauderdale. Um, but, I mean, these people were in, like, Croatia, but they fly out of Fort Lauderdale anyways because all of the training schools are down here. Like, I'm sure there are some in California, too, but um, the big ones are down here, so... Yeah, no, it's crazy. There are so many of them. And, like, the housing, too. Yeah. Um, my my buddy was re- uh, trying to rent his house out because of the way that uh, yachting people rent. It's, like, three months. You know, it's, like, really small time. And so my buddy Dave is uh, trying out to be in the, the Olympics for snowboarding or whatever, some kind of thing, skiing. Um, so he's just training or whatever and while he's gone he's only gone like four months so he was like i'm gonna try and rent my house to like the people for yachts like do it dude hopefully hannah from australia the the main stewardess from three seasons of uh uh below deck med is on there is that the one who kisses all the dudes no that was a girl named malia and malia was on her first year of being on a yacht and she she was from a family of all boys in Colorado, and she just never got attention. She was like super pretty. I'm like, bitch, you got attention. Like, you went to school. Somebody was trying to smash, you know. Your uh, cousin kissed you. You cousin fucker. Um, <laughs> but she. Well, the thing is, you find out like her and the chef had had like had met prior to being on the ship together. They just didn't tell anyone because they didn't want it to be a thing. Like they. They like fucked before they got on the ship or whatever. And then she started talking to another guy when she was on the ship and he got jealous, but like then it just seemed weird. So like for a while everyone was just like, Why is he so weird? <laughs> they they made out one time and now he's like pretending it's his girlfriend. A guy you work with, uh he has a uh he has a gr- well, ex girlfriend, uh, who is a chef on a yacht. Who? A guy you work with. I don't, I don't want to say. <laughs> huh. A Venezuelan guy you work with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he mentioned that. But I was telling him, I'm like, dude, this is your job. I told my nephew. I literally texted my sister and my mom, and I'm like, bruh, I figured out what Corey's going to do when he graduates. Because he's like kind of aimless. Like, you know, he's a, he played football all four years of high school, but like he's not really big. He doesn't really want to go to college. And if he does, he'll probably go to BCC and, you know, just get a degree in whatever. I was like trying to tell him, just get a trade, man. Find a trade somewhere. That's where the real shit is. That's the, how you set your life up. But then I saw this and I was like, uh, actually, you're going to go become a yacht deckhand. They make like thirty to $42,000 a year, but they don't have any bills. No rent, no power, no you know cable, no nothing. Their food is paid for because they get fed on the ship. Like, you're just saving that $30,000. And that's a, as an entry-level deckhand. Then you like go up and you can be a bosun, which is like the main deckhand guy. And they make like fifty to 70000 Again, no fucking overhead. And eventually you can work your way up to being a captain and they make like hundred to 200000 And if you're on the charter yachts, you get tipped every time those people's charters are done. They give, you know, like you end up with like 1000 to $1,500 per person as a tip. So, and that's like a week, you know, once a week. So then you got to think, add that. And if your charter season is however many weeks, you know, that adds to your salary. So, I mean, it's fucking money. 
And he was like, how do I get into it? So I sent him the link. I'm like, do it. Live the dream that none of us can live. You'll see the fucking world. That's someone else's dime. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're all in on this, dude. You're like... I haven't watched it since I got home. I, I saw one whole season and I watched like half of another season because some of the people from the, for the, season, the first season I saw were back. And it was... I, I kept texting Kelsey because she was like hanging out in the hotel, uh, the hotel in the hospital room, and so but she would leave because she, you know, she was tired. She had to do shit, and so she's like, "Tell me what happens. Tell me why Captain Sandy was telling Hannah that she's gonna fire her." <laughs> so I kept texting her updates. So we have a new podcast, guys. It's called uh, <laughs> it's called Reality B- T. It's called Below Dick, and it's all about my <laughs> balls. <laughs> 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 Oh man, um, um, yeah. So, have you got to play any games or do anything else or watch any movies? So, okay, I watched The Gentleman, which I'll review in a little bit. That's kind of the going to be the topic today. Uh, and I I bought uh, there's a new MMO that came out. It's sort of like an MMO. It's basically Pokemon Online, but it's called Temtem, and it's a PC game. Obviously, it's on Steam. It's in early access right now, but it's like they've got a whole continent. Like a good portion of the game is available, and it was like thirty dollars. I think it was like twenty nine bucks. Um, it is fucking Pokemon, like exact. Except every fight you have two Pokemon out, so that's like one of their things. And you, when you catch Pokemon, you do it with like a card, a data card, and then it like downloads their data to it, and you can then throw them out and fight with them. Yeah, but, we 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 did talk about this a little bit on the podcast. I mean, it's getting great reviews, mm-hmm. um, too. It's really good. I mean, I played for maybe two hours, um, but I I enjoyed it. I you know, it's they at least make a better case for what's going on. Like you're going to an academy, you're trying to get to a school to then learn to become a trainer for these. It's not just like your mom's like you're eight, go fucking fuck yourself and kill rats. I don't care. You know, like Pokemon's weird. Um, yeah, but... this, it's like story doesn't really translate too well. No. You know, and this, I mean, you know, so you're a little older and whatever. Your rival's a fucking idiot, though, and and he beat he trounced me first time. Like normally in Pokemon, I beat the shit out of my rival because he always picks the one the Pokemon that's opposite of mine that like I do super damage to. This guy did not. He literally karate chopped my character once, and then I died. I was like, oh well. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Like in this, like the first three Pokemon, it's like a crystal Pokemon, a mind Pokemon and a fighting Pokemon instead of like water, earth and fire. Um, I picked the mind one cause usually like psychic Pokemon are really, really strong, but not so much like he, my Pokemon's fine, but, or my Temtem is fine, but it's, it's not OP. Um, and you just see a lot of other people in the world, and I think you can like duel them. You know, you can like battle other players. We just see them running around, and like, you know, it's I don't know. It's a cool looking little world. The graphics are pretty fun. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a Pokemon fan and you got a PC and thirty bucks to burn, you you can't you could do much worse than this. And you're getting in at the ground level, so once the full game releases, you've already got it for thirty bucks instead of it might have been thirty four. I can't remember. I'm on Humble Bundle. There's uh there's a humble one bundle on it uh but it doesn't tell me the price but yeah so this is strictly steam only right yeah right now yeah and the costumes look kind of cool yeah it looks like 
like they're trying to uh they're trying to do everything that you know Pokemon didn't go. But yeah, it's thirty five bucks there for you the go. humble bundle. Thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, that's I think that's what I paid. Um I had a little extra vig because I was in the hospital. I mean it's not extra since I'm gonna get a bill for like fucking twenty grand, but uh I didn't have to buy meals for four days, so I had, you know, a little extra money. So I, I just was like, I'll do this for my birthday for myself. And then I bought myself a birthday gift for ten bucks. I bought a collector's edition of a game that I um that's by the guy Brad McQuaid that died, and it was it was ten bucks. It was unopened, or no, I think it was used like new on Amazon. But I'm like, might as well. I had the game. I just didn't have the collector's edition, and it's a PC game, but came with a cloth map and stuff. So I'll just have a, the box in my closet, and eventually, when I set everything up in here, I'll hopefully be able to display some stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, we speaking of, uh, I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, while we were away from the podcast, we were actually pretty productive around your house. Um, uh, the first, word like, is reproductive. I, we were fucking. Yeah, we were reproductive. <laughs> um, no, we hung some art around around uh, around the game room, and uh, we got some stuff out and about. Uh, yeah. We added a shelf for you to display all your games in your closet. <laughs> Where I live. Where you live, where you stay. Um, where you Venom keeps wanting to tilt, so I just have to constantly shift him. But otherwise, not constantly. Like once every couple days or so, I just have to push him back. Yeah. So you. So just so the listeners know, like you have a Carnage and you have a Venom, and they're really meant to be kind of looking at each other, but it's two separate paintings. Unfortunately, you broke one of them, and you had to get it reframed. Um. Or like a new backing in a in a glass put in, and because of that, uh, it's a different hanging mechanism. You did a fucking admirable job of finding the exact measurement. Like it, it's pretty much spot on. It's just it's just the hanging method. So it's that ro- you know it's on a wire, so it's just sliding because of that. It's probably just the weight. Yeah. So uh, one's on a wire, the other one's on hooks. So trying to figure that out around the room is usually really, really tough. You saw me with like a calculator and like a notepad and like drawing it all up and then putting the visuals up to make sure everything looks good. But um, we still have some shelves to put your statues up above the TV, which is fairly cheap. It's just we got to take the time to do it. Um, We're going to make it out of like a plumbing pipe or cast iron, if you know what that is. Out here laying the pipe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I licked the microphone by accident. <laughs> yeah, that old ass dusty microphone. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, I got a little bit busy uh, in the travels, catching JetBlue flights and stuff like that. I watched it chapter two. Finally, uh, it only took three flights to get it done. Um, because you know, even though you're in the air for like an hour. I swear, I counted one flight, and this is go off topic a little bit. I counted one flight. The uh, captain and the flight attendant interrupted twelve times in a two-hour flight. <laughs> Why? Like, and and that's outside of like the initial. Hey, here's how the seatbelt works. Yeah, and they're always like, "Hey, we're cruising at a cool thirty thousand feet. Uh, it's going to be about Shut an up. hour and thirteen minutes, and we'll be landing in Phoenix in uh, you know, at exactly yeah. ten a.m. their time." Listen, if I'm on a JetBlue flight and and I paid for that screen in front of me, right? Don't interrupt me. Yeah, even <laughs> if, I, if we're crashing, fuck yeah, it. Let me die watching crashing. my movie. 
dude, and there are some scary flights recently with all the like uh, like cold fronts and everything. There was one where uh, if you have you ever heard the term uh, uh, a navy landing? No. All right, navy landing is like when you uh, you know you're in the air force, but you need to land on the navy ship. Oh shit! So you need to catch that wire. They slam into the boat. We did one of those in Jacksonville, and we popped our fucking tire. Oh we landed so God. hard. Just one tire. Did you cry? Um, did I cry? I thought that was it. I thought we were crashing. Did you go? <laughs> Dude, we, when we landed, we hit the ground so hard that we popped the tire, but we bounced up, and then we were flying again. No. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And you got a fucking bus tire to land on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, thing is that they got like four six tires under there so it's not that big of a deal if you bust one yeah i was on reddit uh public freakouts and i watched someone was filming like crazy turbulence like to the point where people were falling out of their seats and people were screaming and crying and a guy just kept going what's going on out there what's going on out there you guys tell us and they're like dude it's a fucking airplane we're flying through space right now dude there's nothing to tell you and then the captain just came on was like uh, well, there was a little heavy uh, turbulence there. It was a little heavier than we thought. We had to try to get out of it, but uh, we, cu- we couldn't get away. It's like they all have the same voice. It's very like calm. Yeah. And they always say like, uh, like I said before, we'd all really love to thank you for uh, flying with JetBlue today. <laughs> it's always the same. Um, The way I feel about It Chapter 2, though, is... Uh... It's a meh. It's like a, it's like a two. It's a real number two, isn't it? <laughs> it is a real number two. Yeah, dude. Oh. How dumb were all the scares, man? All the CGI was so bad. Like, it was, and then like I hate. I I mean, you know this more than anything. I hate comedy in my horror. Yeah, yeah. And and that's supposed to be a very scary movie, and it, and it felt like it in chapter one. You know, it really did. But chapter two just felt like it was trying to be funny. You know what I mean? And I understand that that, you know, Pennywise is a clown and it's supposed to be fun. I get it. Trust me. You know, uh, I'm still terrified of of, uh, you know, the original it, even how bad that was. But to me, I don't know. They rewrote the story too much and tried to pull in this Indian. Hey, it did, I don't know. It To me, it didn't work. Yeah, and I loved it. Chapter one, like I really, 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 really like that movie. And chapter two, just shit. And dude, how bad was the fucking de aging on Finn Wolfhard? You did you see the moment where it like slipped? Yeah, it it was really, really bad. I had to double check to see if he was in the same movie. <laughs> it, well, the part where it like the mask, the masking on his like de aging slipped was when he's laying on the grass. I can't remember when it was, but he, he's like he's laying in the grass somewhere in a park, and uh, like he turns and you see the older version of Finn Wolfhard, which I mean he definitely aged crazy. Like he looks way different than he did in like early Stranger Things and in It Chapter One, but just fucking make it that. They saw ghosts later. I don't know. Or don't have those flashbacks. Those flashbacks were stupid because they happened at points in between the stories that we saw in It Chapter 1. So it's like, why even have that now? Just if you're going to go back, replay some of the, you know, use some of the footage from the first movie and just like have a quick memory. I don't know. It annoyed me. 
to, and then uh just um there's a lot of things that annoyed me so i i'm not really gonna get into it. but yeah finn wolfhart aged crazy like cr- the craziest puberty the fastest yeah. puberty i've ever seen yeah it's it's just weird his face like stretched out like everything just looks different and he grew his hair because you know he's like in a band or whatever uh, but yeah it chapter two sucked yeah, and then the full, complete wrap-up at the end is so unnecessary. It dragged on forever. Yeah, yeah, it was really dumb. Like, they could have just killed Pennywise, and it could have been like, and then they all moved out and forgot about it. Even Mike Hanlon, the end. I don't know. Or they just could have shown them all leaving and him even packing up and being like, let's get the fuck out of here, but... There's a whole thing with like uh, Bill's wife who gets kidnapped by the mullet kid who's all grown up and Beverly's abusive husband comes to town and Pennywise uses him as well to like get at them. There's a lot of stuff that they just left out, which wasn't necessarily necessary, but for all the bullshit that they threw into this, like got to go get our totems of power. Like what the fuck are you talking about? You got to get your bike why is everybody gonna split up for that? Just go around town and get all the shit at once. Yeah, yeah, and and not only that, what did it account for? Nothing. Like, what was the payoff for that? Nothing. And then, uh, you know, I'm gonna spoil it right now. So if you guys never seen the movie or you care to see the movie, then uh, just move along. But uh, to kill Pennywise, they had to just talk shit to him. They just bullied him. <laughs> I, I uh, come on, man. Come on. Just goes uh, to show, bullying is the answer. Yeah, bullying <laughs> is the answer. So speaking anyway, of bullying, um, <laughs> speaking of bullying, uh, goes into my next movie that I finally checked out. Literally the day this movie came out to DVD because I didn't get to see it in theater as much as I wanted to. I picked it up on Blu-ray, um, and just you know from everything that I read and I was. I tried to say in the dark as much as possible, but uh, Joker. I picked up the Joker on uh, Blu-ray, and that is a straight five for me. At the end, do you, did you love the part where uh, the talk show host said, Pull the trigger, nigga! I got all night! <laughs> Dude, it was... That was surprising. That was really surprising. So, um, I, but I loved Joker, but... I just, he wasn't the Joker. Like, he wasn't even what I felt like would begin as the Joker. The Joker didn't have, like, a build, I feel like, to being the Joker. He was just the Joker. And I don't feel like Joaquin Phoenix's behavior at the end really kind of felt like the Joker. Like, it was too self... (sighs) What's what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, where you're just... (sighs) self-absorbed it was like yeah it was it was, it, he was a little bit self-absorbed because you know, everything that he was doing was tied to his life but that's the beginning of the chaos yeah and to me again i think it's a great movie and it is separate from joker you know it's not he's not necessarily the joker i mean he is or isn't whatever but it's not like he's supposed to be you know jack nicholson or mark hamill's joker or heath ledger's joker it's another take on it and that's fine um I didn't mind the makeup. Like I, I really liked his suit. Uh, it was really just his last speech, that moment, that I was like, "Ugh, not my Joker." Like where he's like, "You get what you fucking deserve." 
I'm like, eh. I mean, the Joker would have had that gun have a bang thing, and then he would have shot him in the face with the flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he would have shot, shot the, the flag bang flag. The, yeah. Yeah. But then again, he wasn't as, uh, as like, um, handy as as a Joker really is. You know yeah. what I mean? He wasn't making a lot well, of his own stuff. Yeah, he didn't have like money yet. He didn't have funding for all his games, which I really like the ending kind of sets up that he's going to go out there and terrorize. Like he already killed someone in the fucking mental hospital. You know, there's all that. Um, the one other thing I didn't like, and it doesn't even take away because it's, it's not like it ruined anything, but they didn't need to show the flashbacks of Zazie Beats not actually being around, like not being the person that he thought. Like the fact that she's like, who, wait, you're the dude from down the hall. Why the fuck are you in my house? That tells you everything you need to know. You know what I mean? We didn't need to like cut to, oh, here's these idiots won't understand that he wasn't actually hanging out with her. You know what I mean? Um, I, that didn't bother me. That didn't, didn't bother me so much. Like I said, it um, doesn't ruin the movie. It's just, it felt unnecessary. So the biggest thing that I thought looking at this movie was can this movie be a non-dc movie can it you know can this be called something else like mental illness or something right mm-hmm. yes technically it can or yeah, like a clown yeah 100 you know i mean it been this just... is this is 100 percent like a total story but i'm then you start to get in your head of like saying you know you know is this a way like a cash grab is this a way for DC to go, you know, and tag their name to it to make up for some of their other losses. Yeah, but it's it's definitely we all know like this has been rumored forever. So it it's a hundred percent that Todd Phillips wrote this film for um like to be the Joker, but it could definitely be separate. Though this movie is highly derivative of two uh films that Robert De Niro was actually in, which is interesting that he was cast in it. Um it's the comedian, which is about a comedian whose dream is to get on Johnny Carson, basically. Uh, and in the end, he like kidnaps the host, and like it, it's it's a crime movie about a comedian who wants to be on a talk show. And then Taxi Driver, which is just about the de de evolution of a man into you know a killer, basically what what this movie shows. And it's just funny because Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese. Uh, directed both of those films and Scorsese produced this and this was clearly a love letter to Scorsese and his movies um I it's not like you know a robbery it's not uh, you know it's not copyright infringement but it's 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 pretty close <laughs> still good I've though. never I never seen the co- comedian which is uh very interesting a lot of people haven't that are our age just because it's from like the I think the mid to early to mid seventies somewhere in there somewhere around taxi driver time. Um, it's pretty early in Scorsese's career too. No, no, it's it, then it's not the comedian because uh, comedian came out in uh, twenty sixteen and it's a comedy drama. Oh uh, no, then it might be. I might be completely lying. I can't, man. I might be conflating my uh, the movies I was thinking of because there's another movie I thought that this was like, but I was wrong. Uh, I'm gonna pause real quick. Is it with Robert De Niro? Yeah, hold on. We're back. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. I I don't know how I mixed this up, but I never seen it either. I hadn't even seen the, it's. Hold on. 
I fucked you that never, up. You know that like you are so without coffee because you never do this. Yeah. Like you are so good at it's, names and movies. Scorsese had nothing to do with this. Mm. You're just making shit up now. Yeah. It's all the drugs. So crazy. Uh well, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it is it, it is a similar story anyway, so it doesn't really it it doesn't necessarily matter. It's just I don't like being wrong about that. I don't like saying shit like I know what the fuck I'm talking about and then <laughs> Yeah. Um But anyway, it was a great movie and uh, you know, um it deserved the the praise that it got, especially in a time where there's not a lot of movies coming out right now. You know, we're kinda at a lull. Ha ha, I was wrong. I was right, and I was wrong about the movie. So the movie I'm thinking of is The King of Comedy uh, from 1983. So I was wrong, or 1982, but it is Scorsese and De Niro, and it is the movie I'm thinking of. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, sorry. The <laughs> I, King of Comedy. The King of Comedy. Yeah, director Martin Scorsese stars Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis. Oh, cool. Yeah, Jerry Lewis is the talk show host. That's awesome. Um. But yeah, again, I mean, Joker was a great movie, and Joaquin Phoenix was incredible in it. Yeah. He's such just a creepy guy, just in general. Like, he's so good at being really soft-spoken and creepy. Um, Super skinny in it. I mean, I couldn't believe yeah. his ribs and everything. I mean, that that's crazy. I was hoping that's what I'd look like after I left the hospital, because I was on liquid-only <laughs> diet. I was like, let me lose some weight. <laughs> and then I just looked fat still and I was sad. <laughs> You're just like a sack of potatoes. I was down seven pounds when I got in there. And Ooh. then uh must have lost a little bit more. But I was also I you know, I was um I had swelling in my stomach, so probably balanced it out, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh the last thing is uh we went to uh Tate's, me, you and the family. Uh we went to go see the release of uh the Bowie Stardust, Ray Guns, and Moon Age Daydreams uh, graphic novel um, because uh, Steve Horton, who is actually one of the directors of the book, I'm going to uh, so you call him a writer, right? He does a screenplay. Yeah. Um, he was there signing. Yeah. So, uh, he was a little you know, weird, but he was, he was nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It was cool, man. You know, supposedly he lives in South Florida. Yeah, so... We saw Nakia there from Welcome to Tate's, and uh, I mean, he he also works at Tate's. Uh, but we saw him there, and uh, a, a girl he knew showed up late, and they had just sold out. And so I told her, I'm like, oh, man, you missed it. You know, they just sold out. And so she was, like, super bummed. And, you know, her and her boyfriend had just shown up, and she was like, I fucking told you we were going to be late, and it's, you know, it's too late. And the, the guy that wrote it was like, oh, well, when they get another um, shipment in, just email me you know he's gave her like his email or whatever he's like i'll come by i work right down the street he's like where i write out of is literally right down the street so i can just come by i'll swing by and give you you know i'll sign it for you she was like you would do that he's like yeah i don't care <laughs> like, thanks for your interest and, yeah he he was super stoked to uh to have people there i mean it wasn't like a super crowded signing you know this isn't like e3 or uh comic-con or anything like that but i mean it was they sold out of these, like, I paid $45 for the book. Um, yeah, and they, they sold out of them. had a whole shelf of them, so probably a couple, probably like 50 of them. And Tate is such a cool comic book that they actually had a, um, 
like a art show. It yeah. was all centered around David Bowie and, you know, uh, you just presented your art up there. Bowie's such an interesting looking dude. Like, no matter what era you look at him in, he was just interesting looking. Dude, the thing is, he was never fat. No. <laughs> like, you know. My favorite like a... my favorite Bowie is I'm Afraid of Americans Bowie. Like, goatee 90s <laughs> haircut oh, Bowie. Oh, man. But that's just because I love Nine Inch Nails, so. Well, yeah, him and uh, Trent Reznor were working a lot together during that time, too. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of Americans. <laughs> I'm afraid of the world. Yeah. Uh, and Trent Reznor did, you know, him and Atticus Ross did the Watchmen soundtrack, which was Chef's dude, Kiss, dude. I, I, I want more. I want so much more. Well, from... <laughs> spoilers. I don't think I wrote it in the news, but uh, they're not making any more Watchmen. Why? Did they say why? Damon Lindelof is stepping down from it to work on other projects. And he said, you know, he might come back eventually, but he'd also give them their blessing if they wanted to do more. But I hope they don't because without him, like, you know, it was his sort of vision. And, you know, um, the original writer, Alan Moore, was not happy with it and was not happy with them even making the show. So I wonder if some of that just got to Lindelof as well. Because, like, there's an article where he said, like, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyways. But, like, it was a joke. And he said, you know, it's obviously that's not the way I feel, but it's sort of what I'm saying because I'm doing it, even though he came out and said he didn't want us to do it. But, so, I don't know. But there's a lot of bad news uh, in the news this week. Well, let's get into it then. Yeah, so let's go ahead into the world of uh, everything that you were excited for is not happening. Yep, 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 yep. So I got this message, not that I read it online somewhere, but I actually got the message because when you pre-order from uh, Best Buy, they tell you when games are delayed. They yeah, give you a heads yeah. up. There's a, there's a, I love the fact that they do that. I got the, the email as well from Amazon, but theirs just says like shipping date delay. And I'm like, okay, well. No, no, no. They Best Buy wants you to know it's not them. So they go a little bit extra. Well, so... It. To not uh, bury the lead here, Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed from April. Or actually, no, March 26th was the date, right? Something like that, end of March. Uh, All the way to September 17th, 2020. Uh, And so the quote from CD Projekt Red was, quote, unquote, we are, or sorry, quote, not unquote, because then I would be ending the quote. Quote, (laughs) we are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit. But due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, finishing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for the generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. End quote. Um, they also announced that Cyberpunk 2077 will not be available on the next generation of consoles at launch. Um, which is interesting because it's releasing like two months before, you know, two or three months before they come out. Um, but, you know, probably that would have slowed the launch even more. You know what I mean? That would have slowed development. Oh, yeah. Um, it would have definitely, I mean, pushed back on a game that like literally we, we've been begging for release date. We get it. Yeah. And then now it's delayed. I mean, granted, do a good job on the game. Yeah, I agree. I work hard for my money. So please. 
I laughed at this, but at the same time, CD Projekt Red makes good games. Like the so The Witcher one and two, The Witcher one is fucking tough because it's clunky and just really hard to control. But the writing in it's really good, and I mean it's very true to The Witcher world. Which uh, my, I have a couple of friends who read all the books and they you know they really love those games. Um, so they're like a blizzard where they're like we're not going to let it out until it's good. Because like The Witcher Three is one of the best games ever made, everybody loves it, and it's got a TV show and everything now. So, <laughs> well, what did I send you the other day? It wasn't about The Witcher; it was about uh, El- Elder Scrolls, or it's like I sent you uh, saying that you know, hey, it's been the oh ten, ten years since since this game came out, but also eight years, and also five years, yeah, and also two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking Skyrim is. Oh. Yeah, it uh, but it, w- Witcher's almost the same thing. I put that in the same category. It's like yeah, there's a new Witcher game comes out, but it's just a real release. Well, Which, but they also... the other day after watching the show, I did put it in the download it to start it because I I've never played it. It's good. It's it's uh, the horse the horse uh, movement is a little annoying, and uh, Geralt is a little annoying to control sometimes, but it's a fun game. Um. And real quick, just to finish them out, I'm I'm also finishing the series. I'm on the last episode, um, but I fell asleep while I was watching it because again, I'm fucking tired all the time. Um, but man, I loved I love it so far. Like, I mean, I don't think they're gonna not stick the landing hard enough that I'm gonna hate it, but it's up there. It's probably a four four out of five for me. Dicks. Nice. Um, um, there's a lot going on, and I'm so confused that I I started it twice over. So um, here's how you got to look at it. I'll tell you. This is what I figured out. Every person, every character that you follow that's like a lead is in a different timeline. Uh, Siri is in the current, like the most current timeline. Geralt is in a timeline leading up to the point of where he's going to meet Siri. And uh, what's the other girl? Um, not Tess. Oh, uh, my God. What's the purple-eyed girl? Fuck. The witch. Um, um some with the M, right? Yeah. Anyways. Hold on. Um she's her story just is also leading up to something with Siri, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Jennifer. I was thinking of Morgan from Dragon Age, that's why they're very similar. Um so their timelines are all three separate. So they cross paths a lot, uh Geralt and uh Yennefer. But their beginnings are on two different timelines. And it's just all leading to a big thing with Siri, like Geralt meeting Siri, because she's the main uh main MacGuffin of Wild Hunt, which is Witcher 3. So you'll you'll see her while you play. She's like the beginning of the game. Um but one more thing for CD Project Red, they confirmed that the AAA game that they were developing side by side uh with Cyberpunk is actually the multiplayer component of Cyberpunk, which I don't think we'll be out right away, um, but it's going to be a fully fleshed out game, which is cool. Because if you're going to do a multiplayer thing, don't do the shit where they just like tack on some like wacky bullshit, you know? No, man. Do it right. Do it right. All right. In the world of delays, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was also delayed. Uh, <laughs> and I think it was like two weeks uh, to April 10th, 2020. So... Which we'll see. It might get delayed again because why not? It's fucking never coming out. Uh, Square Enix also announced that the Avengers game was delayed until September 4th. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy. 
Uh, dude, I mean, I was just telling you um, before we start recording, what a dead time for games. Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty bad. Do you feel like some of these delays is because of the new console coming out? Do you, do you feel like uh, like Final Fantasy Seven studios? Yes. Go ahead. No, sorry, Final Fantasy Seven, hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's probably well, no, because it's only till April. But I don't know. I, I just don't think it, that game's near done. I mean, hopefully, I eat you know I eat crow on this. Um, Avengers, I think, was because E three happened and everybody was like, "Uh, that looks horrible." Yeah. The gameplay we saw looked so shit. I don't know. Uh, man, I'm I I think my theory behind this is that all these game studios are getting bought out by uh by you know Sony and Xbox and whatever, right? They're all getting bought out. I feel like they're buying them to control uh the flow of games. Well, we also got announcements that Microsoft uh series x or whatever the fuck this new one is called isn't going to have any first party games when it comes out like i'm i mean what the fuck dude i mean do you blame them i mean halo the 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 ceo of uh of of that studio over there is still saying that frame rate is better than resolution i mean we're <laughs> on the brink of of uh what like ak or i forget what they call yeah, it the, yeah. the ak tvs it's, and really, you want to focus on frame rate? Ugh. I just think Microsoft should just fucking make PCs and let Sony run the console world. Because, like, why even have two at this point? They no, do no, the no, same no, shit. No, 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 I got one better for you. I want, I want literally my PC on my TV. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, just do it. We've talked about this long enough. Just make the PC for my TV. Well, you can. You can just you can just plug an HDMI in. I know, but it's still not it's not there. You know, it's not fully there. Like here, right, here's what I envision for a console. You ready? Um, not only is it a PC on your TV, uh, but strong enough to also be a PC if you want to run it as a PC. But also uh, connects the same way, like. Um, like your uh, Apple TV or your Roku, uh, not Roku, but your, um, like, you know how you could use your phone to yeah. navigate to? Yeah. Because it's also a a uh, media center. Well, maybe they could do something where it recognizes what it's plugged into and changes the GUI. You know what I mean? Yeah. It turns into yeah. Steam or whatever. Because if you're on your TV, you know, it, or it turns into, like, the Xbox UI. And then if you were to just be using a monitor it knows okay we're in pc mode or there's a switch you know something when you log in that you go like the computer guys already figured it out on windows 10 i mean if you have a tablet you have tablet mode on your on windows you have it just turn it to xbox mode and then now it's you know like literally like when i'm when i'm typing or working on spreadsheets or something like that you know just as a pc um i feel limited on my laptop I like to work it on, you know, spreadsheets and things like things where I'm dealing with like large amounts of data. I like to do it on my desktop. Yeah. Um, because if not, I feel sluggish. If I could do that to my TV and I could do it, you know, remotely and and also integrate with my phone and then turn it, you know, just have one thing for everything. I could literally take my laptop. Well, not so well. 
we're getting there. I mean, I use OneDrive nonstop for all my like cloud stuff. So I keep everything through OneDrive and I could do most of the stuff on my phone or, you know, when I get home on the console, just going back and forth. Lap- yeah. Laptops to me uh, and most of the desktop unless it's for gaming is dead. Yeah, it's a weird world, man. I mean, I use my PC basically exclusively. For um, what? For gaming. Game. Right yeah. now I'm playing a 12-year-old or 13-year-old MMO that's dead, and I'm playing it on an emulator. So that's where the world of gaming <laughs> is right now. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what I envision for a console. I'm looking for a full full computer. Full computer, not that half-ass uh, yeah, I agree Wii, with you. Wii Opera thing. Um, you know, and I'm not looking to mirror, you know, I want a full computer that integrates with my daily life. For the love could... of all things holy, let us use wireless keyboard and mouse on our fucking consoles, right? Like, let me play a shooter with a fucking keyboard and mouse if I want to on my Xbox. Yeah. Because it's not broken because everyone can do it. The shit that bothers me is when is when uh, there's exclusive like you know you have to buy this headset it only works with the Xbox yeah you know what I mean or like this steering wheel like because then what if I want to play it on my PC what I got to buy a different steering wheel usually that stuff's okay with Xbox and PC right if it's first party Microsoft stuff but yeah I don't know most that's... of it is but anyway that's what I envision but. Uh, you mentioned Square Enix. Uh, Resident Evil 8 will be in first person. I know you kind of shit a little bit over 7 because of the way that they throw you into the fights. Yeah. Uh, me personally, uh, I love Resident Evil 7. I, I never beat it, um, but the VR side, is to me, it was one of the reasons that justified me buying the PlayStation VR. So here's the thing. What annoys me is like, everybody's like all the boss mobs in the family can run and your character runs like he fucking drank like a gallon of beer and is like drunk and in mud and so like i was trying to strafe around this lady and like fight her which is mia i'm in the tutorial so it's not a real big spoiler but she's got like a fucking chainsaw and they don't tell you anything so you're just like fighting her and like you're supposed you're basically supposed to die like I doubt anyone's ever just killed these people on the first try. And no, so you th- die, man. <laughs> I've so then I've I had to like look up how do I do it because I was getting really annoyed. I'm like, I don't understand. She, I shot her in the fucking face like 15 times because you have a little pistol at that point, and she just kept coming at me. And so I was strafing around these pillars, and finally she killed me. Whatever. So the secret is when she does an overhead slash you have to block and then you can somehow block it and then you get like a free crit on her and so i just did that three times and then it was fine but like i didn't even know how i was baiting her to do it like it had to be like mid distance i don't know it was fucking weird and then i got to the part where you get the family dinner and then the dad's like walking around and it was like for stealth and i was like ugh, i'm out i'm just i was like sore and like you know my stomach hurt and shit i was like i'm not in the mood Dude, the, the world that- looks great though it's it's really scary that level where he's walking around and it is for stealth in VR is so panicking. Um, well, you hear him. He's because, talking shit to you, too. Wait, what? He's talking shit to you, too, so you hear him all over the, like, every direction, you know? Dude, and I have, like, special, uh, special like, you know, I, I bought the Plantronics VR head 
headset because I love the Plantronics uh, headphones. I have like four sets, you know, one for each console and then the VR side. And then um, it sounds crazy where like doesn't like if you look like you turn your head, the sound comes from where he's coming from. And it literally set me in a panic. Yeah. And then if you um, if you wait long enough, he fucking he hits you with a surprise motherfucker and jumps through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Which that that scares the shit out of you too. That's um, the classic birds through the window in Resident Evil One. Yeah. God. It, um the DualShock four uh back button attachment came out. Um and the reviews are actually pretty positive. Sort of what we're gonna get with the supposedly the DualShock Five is just an added, um, you know, back buttons, a little bit more uh, like hand space. So I think that's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, it attaches right onto the bottom. Uh, I mean, it does make it a little bit clunky. So if you have a certain way you hold the controller, it could alter that. But um, in the same vein of like the Xbox Elite, you know, they're trying to, you know. Pretty much by the time you buy a new controller and that, you're spending elite money. Uh, but you know what? They're trying to put that last breath of life into it. Um, so I can see me getting it and using it on uh, on like Call of Duty or like one of the shooters, right? Like Apex or something. Yeah. But I mean, what uh, would you map to it? I would map uh, uh, a melee. Ooh, I, yeah. I hate clicking. I yeah, hate clicking in the stick. Yeah. Because um, usually when you're clicking in, you lose control of uh, of where you're aiming. Yeah. and Or you accidentally do it anyway. You know, you're just running and you're like stressed and you accidentally fucking hit it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's smart. Maybe the other one oh. do like healing or something that's like a little quicker that you can do. Yeah, something either that or, or, your special uh, or, or keep my crouch and my, uh, my kneel separate. Like um okay, you know or sorry my 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 stealth lay and my kneel separate yeah for like siege, so I don't have to do like long holds. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, that's the idea. You know, we could probably do, you know you get into like uh Gran Turismo, then you're dealing with like clutches and stuff like that, or or you could, that could be your paddle shift. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. So there's a bunch of different applications to it. I'm sure it works on your PC too. Um, but uh, but yeah, I haven't seen it in the store though. That's the only thing that worries me. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, maybe Best Buy sells them. I haven't been to a Best Buy in a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. You, usually, I just walk around, but it's been a while. Hey, but uh, me and you this uh, this weekend, we're gonna both be in Orlando for work. Uh, you know hopefully. it. Hopefully I could see you for a little bit, um, but uh, my schedule and your schedule is both filling up quick. It's going to be my birthday on Wednesday, too. Yeah, I know. I know, man. Uh, I'm not going to be around uh, just like your father wasn't. But, uh... <laughs> Are you going out for a pack of cigs? <laughs> I wanted to go buy a pack of cigarettes, and I never came back. He said, hey, kid, we back in a pack of smokes. <laughs> so that that's why I'm trying to... Uh, Wednesday would probably be the better day to to get together and do something. I I think we should go out to like find like a arcade bar or something fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm supposed to have a dinner with a vendor, but on after, Wednesday night. Yeah, after that, it's like early. But anyways, we'll figure it out. But uh, I could bail on yeah. it too, cause fuck it, right? Who cares? Well, I was gonna ask, are you are you are you going back home on Wednesday? 
yeah. Wednesday night? I whenever I want. Well, you could crash at my um, you know, I got the I got the room so we could play tummy sticks and uh What's tummy you sticks? Get... Tummy sticks? <laughs> don't don't Google that one. Um but uh but yeah. We could have a good old slumber party, maybe record from the hotel there. Yeah, that'd be good because I don't know how I'm gonna record next week. Um Yeah. I'll do and a quick poor, and poor Jester got in his own mind that uh that you guys didn't want to hear from him. Yeah. Which is a bullshit excuse. You just didn't have the time to record. But uh make sure you leave him a message and let him know uh how much that you guys missed him. Yeah, he wanted to record yesterday, and then I told him, oh, no, we're going to do today, and he's like, oh, well, it's supposed to be an off week, and I'm like, bruh, I didn't hear from you, <laughs> so, like, I have to figure out what, who's, you know, who's coming, like, how I'm doing this, you can't just, like, text me at 7 o'clock on the night of. Yeah, no, but that's how you roll, dude. I feel, like he, I feel like we did talk about it, so he, in his defense, I probably 100% forgot because I was in the hospital, so. You were on like, the drugs. All that time. Well, what's funny, I'll tell you about that too. Uh, I asked, so when I first got in there, they they gave me a pain, uh, a shot of IV pain medicine, and uh, it made me feel a little drunk and kind of loopy. It was tramadol. Tramadol, yeah, that's what uh, Michael Jackson OD'd on. Yeah, well, so it like made me feel a little drunk, but I could still feel 100% of the pain in my stomach, and I was like, this is whack. So later uh, in the hospital, like the next day, like I just didn't do any, you know, I didn't take anything else. Um, but the next day I had a headache from watching reality TV for too long and it was up at the top of the room and I was looking up too much. So I had a pain in my neck. So I was like, hey, can I get something for pain? And lady was like, sure, uh, I can give you Tylenol. And I'm like, yeah, Tylenol's fine. And she's like, or morphine. Those are the two options you've got. And I was like, I mean, yeah, just Tylenol is great. I just have a headache. Is there a middle there? <laughs> like, is there something like right in the middle, like Tylenol or like extra strength Motrin? Yeah. You know, she went straight to like morphine. Those were the two things I was approved for is morphine and Tylenol. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Tylenol is fine. Like, we'll just, we'll just take a couple of Tylenol. <laughs> um but um so i will review real quick uh the gentleman uh the new guy Ritchie movie that came out last week with uh matthew mcconaughey and charlie hunnam as well as hugh grant of all people but can you do that in just one second because we got the news on the pokemon uh home app oh shit my bad which uh i i didn't write it down so it's actually my bad but uh it works on the switch uh your cellular phone whether that's uh iphone or android um and also works on the 3ds on launch eventually it's going to work for pokemon go uh, but what this is is like this is the old uh pokemon bank but kind of revamped to work with everything um this is literally what they should have done a while back right it takes nintendo a while to figure things out and usually when they figure it out they do it well except for their online <laughs> yeah uh, that, god that's that's still hot garbage. They're still uh, 30 years behind the internet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, put it this way, right? You got your Switch, uh, so Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. You could transfer your Pokemon to uh, Pokemon Home, which you could use on your Switch or your phone. Uh, Pokemon Bank, which is the old system, uh, which, like, you know, Ryan Mears, he literally has every single Pokemon, uh, you know, in, from 3DS and before. He's played the long game of like going from, you know, Game Boy Color to, uh, dude, to just down the road to DS to 3DS and moved all those Pokemon along the way. 
Um, and then lastly, Pokemon Go would then, you know, you're allowed to use, uh, you know, with Pokemon Home eventually. Um, but there's two different plans. There's a paid plan and there's a basic plan. Um, of course, there's way, you know, options to both. Uh, for the pay plan, they, it is a monthly charge, or you could pay it all up front for the year. So the monthly charge, 30 days, is $2.99, uh, or you could do three months for 5 bucks, or a full year for 16 which isn't that bad if you're if you're the pokemon guy right um it's not that bad or you could do the basic uh which uh you know they don't make it available to move pokemon from the pokemon bank which is kind of weird um you can move it too but not from <laughs> yeah it's uh, a little weird it, and then number of Pokemon that can be deposited, so like the amount, like your storage, rather than in gigs, you, you're, it goes by uh, number of Pokemon. So free is thirty Pokemon, uh, paid is six thousand. I mean, that's a <laughs> huge swing. Christ. This is kind of like you in the hospital with yeah. uh, Tylenol versus morphine. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do exactly. Tylenol or heroin? <laughs> yeah, you want to just have you. You want like a pat on the cheek or someone to rub your the side of your face so you feel good about yourself, or you want them to fucking hit you with a hammer? Yeah. Uh, number of Pokemon that can be placed in the Wander Box at at once. I don't know what the Wander Box is, uh, but you can learn more online uh, to read about it, which is uh, three Pokemon versus ten. N- number of Pokemon that can be placed in the GTS, uh, which is a global trading system. Uh, free is one, and uh, paid is three. That doesn't look like too much of a, a lot there. You know, it would have been good if you would have did like a full deck. So was that six Pokemon? Yes. Yeah, so in the room trades, where you could set up a room and you could trade with other people, uh, if you're in the free section, you could only participate. So someone else has to set up, you host it. Uh, but if you pay, then you could host and participate. And then there's some kind of judging, which I'm not even going to talk about. Waste my time. <laughs> but um, this is kind of cool because it ties them all in together. Um I wonder how that's going to look in like the like polished games like Sword and Shield, uh, you know, to get that, uh, you know, that Mewtwo that you caught in your Pokemon, uh, you know, red or blue yeah. back in the day. Or w- what was it called? Number uh, uh, missing. No, missing. No. Yeah. <laughs> God, that one was my I remember hunting for that. It was on lunch break in 10th grade, swimming See, up and down the coast. Dude, how, and how did how did we all find out about this before the internet? I don't even remember. Someone showed it. So, like, this is like the common cold, right? Someone, not the common cold. This is like the coronavirus. Someone showed it to one person and then literally spread from there. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody told me about it, and I don't know who told them. Maybe it was but in, like, the, a Game Pro or something. Probably. Uh, but... Game Pro, that's awesome. I really wish. <laughs> um, the Pokedex looks really cool. Um, you know, there's there's an IGN article that they released today on more in depth. Uh, there's mystery gifts that you could kind of uh, you could receive them in the Pokemon Home. Um, just just like how you can receive mystery gifts in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, but yeah, there's like mystery gifts and things like that. You know, to keep you coming back. I feel like this is gonna going to kind of elevate not only Pokemon Go and bring new life there, but also, uh, you know, help out Sword and Shield. And hopefully they don't do that thing where they do like Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield. Uh, Because that was garbage. That that was a bad move for like Sun and Moon. 
hey, bro, let me tell you something. If you keep throwing great balls in my house, you about to catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's it on the Pokemon uh, Home. I don't want to bore you guys to, to death, and I'll let you get into uh, your review. Yeah, sorry. I totally forgot we had talked about that before this. Um, so I saw The Gentleman with Kelsey, uh, and uh, it was full of elderly people in my theater because we went at 4 o'clock <laughs> uh, on a Saturday randomly everybody and their mother was like a thousand years old and came and they all smelled like way too much cologne and perfume they were all listening to billy joel it's four o'clock on a saturday (laughs) um but uh so this is the new movie by guy Ritchie, a new like kind of crime uh movie which is sort of where he like cut his teeth in the you know in hollywood yeah snatch is awesome uh lock stock and two smoking barrels loved it yeah, his first uh, film was Layer Cake, I believe, which uh, was another... Nope. What? I don't think he did that one. He did Layer I, Cake. No, dude. I really don't think he... I think you're off. Think I'm off my rocker today? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. See. I'm hold, looking hold, it up. Hold, 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 hold. I'm, yeah, we're going to see this one. Because uh, 2004... Uh, oh, Matthew Vaughn did it. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah, you were off on that one. I used to be a huge Guy Ritchie fanatic, so... And then he failed us all for a while. Yeah, remember he did Rock and Roller. <laughs> okay. Rock and Roller was the worst. Oh, Revolver. Rock, r- no, Revolver wasn't first. I'm trying to think. What was the... Oh, The Hard Case. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Uh, he, he also did... Uh, what was the other one? Smoking Aces, I think? Or had some kind of play on Smoking Aces? He did, I think he produced Smoking Aces or had some kind of credit on it. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'll find that. Uh, no, nothing on Smoking Aces. Because like, they have all the stuff that he... Uh, but this is the guy who's, what, married to Madonna? Uh, yes, he married Madonna, yeah. and then he did Swept Away With Her, which was a terrible movie. And then Revolver and Rock and Rolla, which were both also terrible. Um, and then he did Sherlock Holmes and uh, Game of Shadows, which were great. He did The Man from Uncle, which I actually really liked. He did the King Arthur movie, uh, Legend of the Sword, with Charlie Hunnam uh, in 2017, and I actually liked that movie. People hated on it a lot, but I had, I had fun with it. It wasn't a great King Arthur movie at all, but I, I don't know. It was like a fun kind of medieval adventure movie. But mm-hmm. then, did you know he directed fucking Aladdin, the the you know the live action, the one with uh, Will Smith? Yeah. No, I did not know that. I just watched that. I think it was on Disney Plus the other day. Yeah, and Kelsey couldn't finish it. She said it was horrible. Yeah. She's like, I like bad movies. Um, I don't know what he... I forget what he did on Smoking Aces because he's not a director. I, I don't know. Yeah, I remember his name attached to it in some way, but... um, So this is more back to the roots of like Lock, Stock, and Snatch. Nice. Um, which... Uh, so I'll just say I like this movie a lot. Uh, it was I'll, I'll give it a four out of five. Kelsey said it's one of the best movies she's ever seen. She really, really, really liked it, and I'm like, well, you need to watch Snatch because she's never seen Snatch. I'm uh, like, dude, Snatch no, is no, no, so no, no, good. No, 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 don't don't watch Snatch first. Watch Lockstock. Okay. Because there there's a lot of ties in together. Yeah, I haven't watched Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels in fucking forever. Uh, so it'll be almost like I'm watching it for the first time. So yeah, we'll we'll probably do that. And watch those uh, two. Um, I just love Bullet Tooth. Like fucking Bullet Tooth's the best, and I wish he was in this, which he wasn't. Bullet uh, Tooth Tony. Yeah, uh, and I love in Snatch. I love the old fucking guy where he's like, "You take a pig 
You need eight pigs and you feed eight, eight pigs will take seven hours to, you know, whatever he says, like fucking eat a man, including his bones. Yeah, dude, that that's my neighbor. Like <laughs> literally, like it takes the longest time to go through a story. Uh, well, so this movie, I, I, I won't go too deep because I, I know you're going to want to watch it because you're a Guy Ritchie fan. Because this is like if you like Guy Ritchie, this is up your alley. Uh, it's about Matthew McConaughey as a like a weed mogul in uh, you know uh, England, and kind of he's thinking about getting out of the business and selling uh, his his holdings like his business. Um, but there's like complications, and Charlie Hunnam plays his like his right hand man, and he's really good in this. Like Charlie Hunnam's kind of a boring actor; like he takes a lot of boring roles. Um, but he was great in this. And that's the main guy from um, what's the motorcycle show? <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, and he. Yeah, was... but but so what Guy Ritchie does is usually in his movies he'll find actors he li- he likes. He's similar to uh, uh, John Favreau. John John Favreau and and uh, Silent Bob, right? Um, oh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. So like they they have their like own crew of people, and I guess uh, he took Charlie Hunnam under his wing. Yeah, because he did uh, King Arthur with him too. Yeah. Um, but so he plays like an OCD badass in this. It's weird. He has like he doesn't like to be touched and doesn't like dirt, but he's like a fucking badass, like uh, you know, shit kicker, basically. Um, there's a lot of snatch in this. There's you'll, you'll there's like kind of goofball. Uh, robber guys in it like kind of the you know the bank robbers in that movie um it's really you like fun dags? you like dags boy i like what he goes you love a dog don't you tommy <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, but yeah so if you're a fan of like the early days of guy reaching those like kind of uh you know british crime movies this is a right up your alley it's it's really fun matthew mcconaughey is really good in it um all of the acting is actually really good. Um, Hugh Grant is a lot of fun in it. He's like this like gay journalist guy or private detective, private eye that's like trying to extort money from, from or trying to blackmail Matthew McConaughey's character basically, and uh, he's he's really good. I kind of got annoyed of this one writing thing they do where he's it's it's basically Hugh Grant telling the story, and so it keeps cutting back to him. And, like, after a bit, I'm like, all right, we don't need to do the whole movie like this. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It eventually catches up. You know, that's, like, the whole thing. But it's just it went on a little too long. But it, it leads to some fun stuff where, like, some things happen. You're like, oh, shit. And then it's not really how it goes. <laughs> so he's, like, an unreliable narrator. But definitely go <laughs> see it. It's it's fun. And I'd like him to make some money off this. You know what I mean? I'd like him to get some recognition for doing a good movie after a fucking Aladdin and Revolver and Rock and Rolla, which and Swept Away, which were all fucking terrible. Uh, well, I mean, there's not a lot of movies out. I mean, you could go watch Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> oh, I did, did. Did I talk about it? Oh, no, I reviewed it for Pop Culture Leftovers. God, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, you didn't it, talk about it was bad like really bad uh it's like a one out of five dicks for me like it's the lowest i could possibly give like i i I would say it's not a zero because it's a movie but it's it's about as bad as a movie can get it's fucking boring uh 
Robert Downey Jr. is doing this incomprehensible accent, which I guess is a Welsh accent. And you can tell they redid all of his lines. Like, it's all ADR. So it's all re-recorded. And it's fucking terrible. Like, the mixing on the sound uh, on his voice is so bad because you can tell they re, you know, they had to reintroduce the the audio for that into the world. And it just sounds so separate and so bad. And it's like, you should be able to hear him clearly. Like, the point of ADR is if something's not clear or someone says something wrong, you know, you're trying to fix a line. Like this, he's ADR'd in, and he's still incomprehensible. It's he's oh like God. he's whispering every line. It's so fucking bad. Uh, Do not see Doolittle. <laughs> there's a reason why right after, right before Doolittle came out, uh, Robert Downey Jr. said, "There's a chance I'd come back as Iron Man." Like, yeah, motherfucker, because you're terrible. Like that that movie's so bad, you can't follow up Iron Man, you know, Endgame with fucking Doolittle. I liked him as Sherlock Holmes. He was okay there. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's a the bad actor. One. I'm just saying. No, no, no. His accent. His accent. Oh was yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah. God, those movies were good too. Um, Game of Shadows wasn't as good, but it's still good. Like, it's no, still- yeah, and and they played on their on their self because they know like the scenes that you know it's yeah. in the realm of Guy Ritchie. Uh, they know the scenes where where the audience loved it, and they tried, they mimicked it, but they did it differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like, they love the part where he's like analyzing the fist fight in that first movie. And he's like, hit him in the sternum, up to the chest, or, you know, or up to the neck, then over here to the body, and then, you know, whatever, break his wrist. And he does yeah. it all like that. That's like, that's cool, but. And then the second one, he does the same thing, and yeah. nothing goes as planned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Doolittle was dog shit. <laughs> don't little. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah, don't little. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this week. Um, we're glad to be back. Sorry for the crazy amount of time in between, but you know, my body is trying to kill me. My body's a it, wonderland. Yeah, dude, your body literally is. I never seen so many people. Um, sorry, so so much time for one person uh, in the hospital. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, but they were playing with my shit for a while, so I didn't have to have a roommate anymore because I was on quarantine because they didn't know if I was contagious or not. They thought I had something called C. diff. What is that? Well, they have to test if you have water diarrhea for too many times. They're like, you might have C. diff, which is like some kind of stomach bug you get from being on antibiotics and being in a hospital. It's like really contagious. Okay. And so <laughs> the nurse was like, I need a stool sample. And I'm like, eh, it's going to be water, dude. Like, you guys are only feeding me water. And she's like, it's okay. I'll give you like a, I'll put a hat in the toilet, which is like a, just a little bucket they put in, sits in there. Yeah. So <laughs> pooping it. But it kept falling, like kind of falling in because it was like made of plastic. So I was sliding. So I took it out just to finish and like, you know, do my business. And so I'm like, all right, it's sitting on the shower stall. And she, from the other room, she's like, did you pee in here? And I'm like, no, I told you, you're feeding me fucking water. Like, <laughs> it's just water. She's like, so much liquid. I'm like, lady, what do you, th- what was I telling you this whole time? <laughs> Every time I poop, it's just water because I'm only eating broth and jello. Yeah. But they were, that's when they were like, uh oh, maybe he's got, I kept calling it cribs. <laughs> cribs? I kept telling MTV Kelsey, I'm like, cribs, yo, come check out my asshole. <laughs> where my poop lives dogs my <laughs> hey you want to see where the magic happens <laughs> um but yeah so th- that was annoying and that, i had to stay a whole extra night for that 
Um, so I just looked up uh, correction on myself already. Uh, the DualShock Four back button attachment. It's not out yet. Oh. You, it uh, get it release day Tuesday February fourth. Hey, my birthday. Hey, That's happy birthday! It's a you Wednesday, get a button, isn't it? Or is that is the Wednesday the fifth? Wednesday is the fifth. Okay. Wednesday is the fifth. This is Tuesday the fourth. Got it. Get it. Got well, it. Good. I'm not even going to mention our social media because that's all dead in the water right now. <laughs> I was scared scared to post. But I, but I did uh, on I my travels. I, you posted something? Yeah. When when I was going to the hospital, I was like, look, we're in yeah, an episode this yeah. week. So. Um, I, we should have posted that, uh, that, that video I sent you today of Star Wars. Um, Guy, I keep saying Guy Fieri, but it's not Guy Fieri. What's that band? Smash Mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the Smash Mouth super edit. Yeah, somebody of them. Yeah, singing the song. Singing the song. Somebody once told me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't been posting, so I'm not going to talk about it. But you know what? You know who's been posting? Uh, scenic cast, pop culture, leftovers, the leftover army, couple of nerds. I don't know if Boards or Us is, or I think they took they a little are. time. No, they're back. They're back. Okay. Who's next podcast? Shutterbugs podcast and Brute Force and Ignorance. Uh, they've been posting. Yeah. So go check them out. We love you guys uh, yep. so much that I'm here, even though I'm so tired. <laughs> yep. So write us in. Let us know. Uh, Aaron, have you checked the emails lately? Because you could email us at uh, nerdsapodcast at gmail.com. We have uh, nothing. Send Aaron a birthday card. Uh, send him some love. Send nudes. It. Send send dude nudes. Send dude nudes. Dickpicksonly.com. <laughs> yeah, let me see your rating. Uh, All right. Well, anyways, don't send us your dicks or your nudes. Just write in and say hi. Yes, please. Appreciate you all. Thank you for hanging in there. Um, we promise this isn't a reoccurring thing. We're just trying to take care of each other. <laughs> Sexually. We love you. Goodbye.